Hello. We're back. Hello. How's it going? It's been it's been a long time. It feels like like a month or so. Yeah. I've been missing it. Yeah, me too. Well, why were we why did we take a break? Holidays? Yeah, well, Madison and I and Bo, we all went to Michigan mm-hmm. and uh spent pretty much like a month back home with my parents and mm. Family member, it was it was really nice because you know Mads is off work and I could work remote and Bo was, you know, just turned four months old basically or like three and a half uh-huh. and uh, it's nice to have some help. Yeah, I bet he had like a sleep regression while we were there and mm-hmm. it was just nice to have. We kind of expected that to happen. We didn't plan for that, but yeah, we realized it was going to happen and that was really nice to have some help there. Mm. Yeah, just to be slow in terms of visiting family mm. oftentimes you know we come home or we or we go home to either oklahoma or michigan and it's like w- there's so many people we want to see and spend time with that mm. you kind of rush through it all yeah and then you sometimes you can feel tired after that but we got to take everything really slow yeah i get that we we're similar going up to san jose yeah well, that's why we go up for like a week at a time typically so we can yeah try to Just space it out yeah yeah. But totally, I get that. And it's I, nice to have a whole month. It's yeah. Great. And I drove out there. Oh, yeah. With Randall. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my brother-in-law, Adam, he helped me drive on the way out. And then uh, you helped me drive back. Yeah. Which I wasn't planning on, which was a nice surprise. I know. It was a lot of fun. And well, there's more to that story. I think both of the drives uh were interesting in some ways but the ride home got a little hectic we um when whenever we get adam on we can have him talk about you guys can talk about your drive (laughs) out (laughs) not the fondest memory for him as i got sick in the car oh but yeah we'll talk we we can talk about that if he comes on yeah that would be fun but we'll talk about our story later yeah let's talk about it towards the end but we basically drove from well, you drove from Grand Rapids, yeah. three, three hours, picked me up in Chicago Sunday night, and then we drove from Chicago straight to Albuquerque in a day, no sleep, and then drove from Albuquerque back home on Tuesday, made it home Tuesday night. So we drove, you drove from Michigan to California in two days. I was up a long time. But no, barely any sleep. So, I'm and tr- there's some interesting pieces <laughs> of the, 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 the journey that we're excited to talk about. It's like a 2100 mile drive. 2100 in two days. In just about less than two days. It it was banana lands. It was crazy. It was crazy. And there's quite the storm brewing. Man, we made some some big decisions quickly. All right. That's our teaser. Yeah, that's our teaser. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) So, um,. I think getting back into, we don't have a guest today. It's just us. Yeah. Coming back to the, the, the basics, you know, bounce pass, jump shot, pick and roll. And there's a couple of guests I know that we were supposed to have on that we didn't mm-hmm. during that time period because <laughs> I think guys. the break just got a, a little away from us. Yeah. And me being back uh, in Michigan didn't make it easy. Hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll get We'll get you guys back scheduled. You know who you are. Yeah. And we also need to uh, get better about what do we do when we're on the road kind of thing. Yeah. Figuring that out. If you're listening and you know podcasts or anything, we um, are 
looking for what's next in virtual podcasting and video recording and the whole thing where yeah if you have software that you really like to use or yeah any tips any kind of solution there. What, whatever's the most efficient and simple to use we're not spending a whole lot of time on this in this moment yeah Other i like that just, about this me too i like that we just come and we talk and we're just getting reps upload it and then let it go yeah into the world of the internet susceptible to ai fishing okay <laughs> so i let's do the check-in i'll go first because okay. this leads, <laughs> leads into okay. what you just said i got a new job oh yeah congrats uh over the break yeah this is with a cybersecurity company uh-huh and, I, and i'm doing essentially the same thing i was doing at the previous company okay but just in a different industry so what's uh what's your like title it's it's a uh, solutions engineer. Okay. So you're you work with customers after they've already signed a deal uh-huh. to integrate the software that you're providing them yeah. into their system. Okay. Training them on that, and then you're essentially their like technical resource if they have questions along the way too. Okay. So do you check in with them often, or is it just um, they reach out when they need you? Early with- on, you know, you'll check out you'll have like a series of calls kind of right after they've done the deal or whatnot. And mm-hmm. then they can kind of check in at their own cadence. Gotcha. Some people want to do it more regularly and some people uh, don't care to. Okay. And just want to do it like kind of ad hoc. But all all that to say, we are, I got a new term for you. Uh-huh. There's a term called doxing. Doxing. So somebody could dox you. Yeah. And that's essentially like put, putting out your personal information on the internet uh, exposing you in that sense. Maybe it's like a credit card or an address or a telephone or deep personal information that then they could use to like attack you mm-hmm. in the future. And we're essentially doxing ourselves. Right, by doing the podcast. But not only the podcast, we are talking about like a lot of things from our personal history mm-hmm. that not a lot of people would know. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you got like a phishing email. Uh-huh. Somebody could be like, okay, so I'm I'm a billet mom back when you were in mm. Witchy yeah. playing hockey. Mm-hmm. You might not have known me, but I knew your billet. And, and then on and on the scam goes. Ugh. So all that to say is we probably have to just be a little bit better thinking in the future about those kind of things happening potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people are going to know about this podcast, but if we start marketing it or like yeah. – uh, yeah, well, something just, to think about. Yeah, just in general. I mean, oh, we were talking, we were listening to podcasts on the drive and talking about, I mean, because you're doing cybersecurity now. Yeah. I don't think you mentioned said that part of the new job. Oh, I thought I said that was, it's a cybersecurity company. Oh, maybe I, I might have said that. I, I might have missed that. Yeah. Because um, I already knew that information. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so yeah, just cybersecurity is wild. It's new you know i mean it's like i get phishing emails all the time at work and you kind of learn as you go and hopefully you don't click the pdf or yeah send money for the gift cards for your ceo or anything like that yeah those are those, there's a lot of those huh oh all those the, credit cards almost almost once a week scams. probably something like that yep i have like rit has uh basically i don't have a spam nothing goes to spam anymore Oh, okay. And I have every email I get it 
or every night I get an email that says like spam quarantine and it has a list of emails that would have gone to spam. So they have like some kind of firewall. So yeah. That's so, just like bouncing them. Yeah. Not, so yeah. now I, now they all come up. So I don't see if I actually, cause I missed a lot of emails before. Oh. That went to spam on accident. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So now I like can look at everything and, um, yeah. allow it or deny it or whatever, which is really nice. Yeah. That is nice. But I used to feel so inconvenienced by like if I'm buying something, they're like, "Hey, we just text you, sent the thing." Yeah. Now I'm like, "Okay, I'm even though this is very inconvenient, but I'm glad that they do this because yeah. it's trustworthy. Hopefully, it's a good point because it there is a level of inconvenience that's added when you have better security. Mm -hmm. But I think the average for a company, the average cost of like a data breach is somewhere around $4 million. Oh my gosh. So I feel like it, and I mean, who knows what that could be personally, probably not $4 million for you. Like if they got into your bank account or something like that, Yeah. but it could be worse from like a percentage of your net worth. Well, yeah. And who knows how much information you're storing that could yeah. hurt other people that those people could, I would assume turn around and sue you. It's, a, it's definitely a new, it's becoming like a new age in the sense that people are becoming more aware of the th risk, the risks that are out there and yeah. having better security. Mm. I mean, probably natural as we all move to having more things interconnected over the internet yeah. or over our devices. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for your service. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really a very small part of it all, so... But it's, it's been really interesting to learn about and, and read about. And uh, yeah, you saying that triggered that. Yeah. So yeah, I started last week and just been trying to ramp up. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, does it feel like pretty relieving to yeah. transition out of punk and... Yeah. Well, water? I don't recommend job searching while you have a young child, mm. an infant. Yeah. That That's tough, but uh, certainly it was a relief. And I, I don't know that I would recommend job searching over the holidays either. I feel like I learned some lessons. Yeah. Probably won't do that again. A lot of people not entertaining people like it's it's either hiring. it's either that or you just are like kind of tapped or like it doesn't mess it doesn't gel with the like uh, the cadence of life at that time. I don't feel like mm -hmm. you know. The, the interviews can get really spaced out because of time off and yeah that's built into people's schedule already mm. and a lot of people are taken off so they're not even getting back to you about things you know i'm just thinking like if if i was somebody who was hiring and looking for people during that time period i'm taking time off and not maybe not seeing as much or looking into as much as i would if i was like they're focused yeah with less distraction from time off so mm, that's hard but uh it worked out i feel like i caught it kind of right before things got really hectic mm. in terms of like holiday or yeah like yeah. in terms of job searching job searching is like for anybody who's job searched they know it's like a job in itself yeah and it's becoming even more challenging yeah uh there's so many different channels that you can try to reach out to people through and you have to like apply through linkedin or you know your resume has to beat some ats scan and mm. ugh. 
it's, it's brutal it's brutal and then yeah. you're, you're doubting your abilities the whole time and like so how do you get connected with the company now I listened to oh, cybersecurity or I guess like hacking and that kind of that space has been interesting to me for a little while. Mm-hmm. I would say like a year or two. I read a book that was recommended to me by a physical or sorry, a patient of mine when I was a PT mm-hmm. about um, kind of the first black market website, which was called uh, the Silk Road. Mm. So it's about the guy who created that website and then also about the like FBI tracking them down and. Uh, taking them down eventually Mm. but it's that's kind of what started my interest in it and then i started listening to podcasts and then i saw that the company i work for now was on a list of like podcasts to listen to for cyber cyber security related oh so you just looked them up and so i saw that list and i was like oh that's interesting i'm gonna go through these companies and just see if anybody's hiring or that Mm. kind of thing and went to linkedin saw that they were hiring for a position that I could do, uh-huh. you know, that was in my wheelhouse, reach out to them. And, and then ultimately got an interview. I think it was like five interviews later. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No like connection or anything. Just no connection. So LinkedIn worked it, for me. For it. Yeah. And I certainly didn't just quick apply and like say nothing to anybody. I like tried to find people that might be hiring or, yeah. doing that job and asking him trying to get on somebody's radar to be like hey this guy reached out to me mm-hmm. uh mrs recruiter can you talk to him mm. that kind of thing yeah so that's cool yeah that's great that it worked it worked finally yeah yeah it takes a lot of tries yeah yeah oh man it it's a it's a grind and what a relief when it's over yeah yeah very thankful. Good, good. That's great. So what's new in your world? Um, well, Mackenzie's like seven months pregnant, 29 weeks today. March what? Uh, it's April. Oh, okay. April. April 10th. 10th. Yeah. So it's coming up. Yeah. We're fully like in the nesting. We love being at home and chilling. We redid a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Got a new couch, new lighting. Redid the nursery. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? Just some new rugs and stuff. Kind of clean some stuff up. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it feels good. We're like pretty pumped to be just chilling in the house. So we're getting ready for that. Um, Should just have a nesting period like every five years. I know. <laughs> it feels nice. But it, it's funny because we're like imagining having the energy to do things with like a baby, you oh. know, or just with a kid in general. And I'm like, I know I'm going to get that energy, but I don't have that energy now. And I don't know where it's going to come from. It's just a wild thought oh. that it's, it's out there. This, this, you should, know? this should be a good, this is almost a teaser into what I think our next episode will be about. Yeah. In terms of like talking about energy management. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, this is a large reason why I changed careers. Mm-hmm. This thought exactly. Yeah okay, I don't have that kind of energy right now. Mm. What am I going to do about that? Mm-hmm. But I've, I felt like I had less flexibility. Yeah, I know I know that I have the space for yeah. it. I'm just not creating the space for it right now because I don't have to, Yeah, but yeah. I could. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, if I sleep in until eight o'clock, I'm like, like Whatever. a lot of times I feel bad. Like I just, I feel an but maybe obligation. maybe you had to. 
yeah i mean that's just what my body did but i don't know sometimes i feel like i'm just i got a lot of emails between 6 and 8 a.m <laughs> yeah, you know that's wild yeah it's because i just i wake up and work is already happening because yeah. construction is early um so i feel late if i sleep in but i'm like in two months that's not i'm not sleeping until 8 a.m so i'm gonna do it as much as i want right now it's weird because at least my, what my experience has been is i i did there were times when i woke up at 8 30 a.m uh-huh. but i hadn't fallen asleep at six or sorry i hadn't fallen asleep at like 9 p.m mm. it was like i woke up sporadically through the night yeah because Bo and helping with that uh-huh. and then Oh, we finally got him down at six. Okay, let's go back to bed mm. and try to get up at eight thirty. Yeah. So you might wake up at eight thirty. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea what's gonna happen. So I'm just I'm like I slept until late and it feels good and I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, uh things are good. I, I know we talked about work more on our drive and I got a new goal for the year. Okay. A new sales goal and it's I thought it was going to be like a quarter, like 25% more of what my goal was last year. And it's double. <laughs> so, so it's not, it's not 25%. Real. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent more. Okay. Um, is it real? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think it's kind of like shoot for the stars. Try it. Like I see it. I'm like, and then I, and then you see, you calculate what the commission would be off of it. And I'm like, okay, that I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that number. I, I like that number. <laughs> so, um, it's motivating for sure. And it's what I want to be at in the next couple of years anyways. So, um, I'm like putting my hard hat on, no <laughs> pun intended. And <laughs> I think about every time I see a hard hat, I think of, you now. even <laughs> that story, yeah. Mikey Wong said him and Brio were cracking up when I talked oh, about really? the hard hat. Dude, I think about hard hats so differently now. Yeah. There's different and uh, different colors. So I don't know if they still necessarily do, but they used to mean different things. Like it, it okay. used to like show your rank as like <laughs> okay, if you yeah. were a foreman or a general or, or corporal journey. yeah <laughs> pretty much um yeah people like some people put like a safety like your qualification stickers on a helmet or stuff or what? Some, sometimes security stickers or whatever but some people just put like wahoo's fish tacos on their heart heck hat. yeah it's hilarious why not yeah what uh where's the best place to get a hard hat um well there's really nice ones you can buy for a couple hundred bucks from the internet like oh, okay. <laughs> where whoever makes them i don't i don't know a whole lot about you're not them. getting them off amazon i mean you could but they're probably not great hard yeah hats. yeah well now i'm always like i'm seeing a hard, like i saw a hard hat being sold at like a truck stop and i was like oh no that's a good hard hat oh probably not at a truck yeah. stop um yeah i mean you can get some at home depot and they're fine but they're making like super nice ones that have that are like have tech in them yeah like like your information oh yeah that's sick so if you do get hurt or something then someone can kind of just scan your hard hat Dude, and you, you know what i was thinking about this this has to do with like hats i guess in general because uh-huh. we both like hats but yeah. i was thinking what if you what if you created like a little magnet that you could slide into the like rim of your hat mm-hmm. and then you created like some kind of pen or pencil that then you could just stick right there this might be already something that's done but 
I just imagine people like yourself or people that are like maybe doing woodworking or something like that. Yeah. You just toss your pencil or pen right there. You're, you know, everybody's always losing them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they make them flat so they don't yeah. roll away. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, on the hard hat, probably. Because um, you could just install like a magnet on the hard hat and then just like yeah. stick it to your hard hat. Yeah. That could work. Um, or I wonder if you just, you have like a little spot in your belt. Yeah. Like your, your, your tool belt, you know? Yeah. It just depends on what you do. I hate way. shit in my pockets. So I'm like, well, it's, it's, I don't even want to talk about a belt or pockets. I just want to like grab it. Put it on. Yeah. But you would, you need, you need some sort of tool belt to keep all your sure. stuff yeah, close sure, on sure. you. Cause it's I, easier to organize. I imagine your tool belt can grow exponentially over time and you yeah. like get to be like you're like crazy yeah grabbing and having to reach in between yeah stuff. it just depends on what you do different trades have different techniques for stuff yeah um even there's the maybe not a belt around your waist but like a harness yeah, yeah like yeah. a really light harness that has components so they're like on your chest you're like stomach kind of abdomen region yeah and you can kind of keep tools there. I mean, that's why like a lot of drills have that clip on the bottom oh, by yeah. the battery, so you can just like it's kind of like put it on your belt while you're, you know, transitioning from it. Kind of like people that do photography. Yeah, yeah, really similar. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, cool little gadgets, but I I don't need them because I'm not actually. You, <laughs> you show up to the job site like fully loaded. Maybe <laughs> like, what's going on, Joe? I know. Well, it, it, as long if you the put stuff on your costume, yeah, <laughs> stuff was like worn. Yeah, if I showed up like ready to install the floor, they'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I would be so bad at it, honestly. I'm not good with my hands in that way, like creating things with my hands. Oh, I I think you're pretty good uh, making sourdough pizza and bread. Yeah, I guess I guess that I'm working on it. Your cooking skills, I mean, have grown every year I've known you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I agree. My cooking skill. Okay, hands cooking. I can do that. Yeah. Well, and like you've been on a cooking kick lately. Uh-huh. And a good one. Yeah, I made a pretty awesome pasta tonight. What's uh, What's been your favorite thing to make lately? Mm. Is there any one one thing? Um, I've been enjoying these like pastas. I've been I've been using my Dutch oven a lot. So anything in the Dutch oven, like a one pot meal, rice, like okay. a, a rice meal, like just and, chuck and a just, bunch of stuff in there. Yeah. And I've, I've been, um, well just, I've been making similar dishes like one every week or every other week so that I can experiment with, okay, I put more of oh, yeah. this in it, like, and it changed one thing. I put the broccoli in at this time. Like one time I, I did a one pot, it was like... <clears throat> It was like garlic and onions and like a bunch of spices and then like rice and like some, I think I used like almond milk and uh, mushrooms. And then I put in chicken or chicken came in last, but I put broccoli in and then covered it with a Dutch oven and then put it in the oven for like 15 minutes to cook the rice, you know, mm-hmm. or like a broth, you use like a broth to cook the rice and it kind of cooks everything together. Yeah. So it's just simple. Um but I, I put the broccoli in too early, so the broccoli like just met, like oh, all just mush. mush. Yeah. 
So it still tasted good, but you if you wanted to eat singular yeah. broccoli, like you're still eating broccoli, like you're getting it in. Every vegetable cooks at a different rate, I feel like. Yeah, so you really have to time it. Like yeah. when you're going to throw your mushrooms in, like are you, if you throw them in too early, you're going to lose them because they're going to get tiny. Yeah. You know, so it, stuff like that. You're, Overcooked mushrooms are not a good texture. No. They're no. weird. Yeah. And it depends on what mu- type of mushroom you're using sure, too. Sure, sure. So those types of meals I've been enjoying, but the ba- baking, I've uh, been, my English muffins are doing really well. Yeah, the sourdough is back. Yeah, the sourdough is back. I got English muffins going weekly because we eat them, we love them, we eat them all the time. And on the weekends, I've been doing blueberry scones and those are, the recipe I got is good. It's good. I just thought about how you could. I guess I'm like thinking about businesses now for some reason. I don't, <laughs> but like if you were to make your own uh, English muffins, but market them as like hockey pucks, like <laughs> to the hockey community. <laughs> Dude, that'd be fun. We do, they do real well in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Canada, English muffins, Canada muffins. Yeah. Um, puck muffins. Puck muffins. <laughs> Yeah, I like having the starter back. It's been fun. Or just like a flat, like you can make a day of flatbread for. Um, okay. I was, so we did the pizza party on Saturday. Um, us and Dylan, who has been on the show, and his wife, Nina. The powers. The powers. And um, I took two big risks. And with the pizza, I made the dough, which I haven't made sourdough pizza dough in a while. And it's so good. It was. Yeah, I mean, it tastes it tastes good. It tastes good, but it didn't come out as I would hoped. And I used it's, normally I like doing pizza on the cast iron, uh-huh. and I I wanted to make sure everybody got two pieces of each pizza. Mm. So I was trying to make a bigger pizza, and the cast my cast iron's too small. You would it's have like more personal pizza size. Y- yeah, it's good for like two people, maybe okay. or four people. You could stretch it to four people pretty well. Yeah. Um. So you kind of just, everybody gets one piece with the cast iron because it comes out to like a 10 to 11 inch pizza. Yeah. So I was like, let's make a 14 inch pizza and everybody can have at least two pieces of each pizza, making three pizzas. So I decided to go with a baking stone instead. Oh, okay. I forgot like, oh, the baking stone is always like hot. It's like a lot hotter. And, And then I went directly on the baking stone instead of putting like parchment paper down. So it really fried it. So it was really, I don't. It was really crispy. Like the whole thing was crispy. Oh, where the you want it to be, you know, a good balance between the two, hmm. depending on how you like to cook your pizza. Yeah. Um. But, I didn't. I didn't feel. Just so you know, I didn't. I wasn't thinking. Wow, it was too crispy or anything like that. I never had that thought. Yeah. Thanks. I wouldn't have been hurt. I I like the feedback. Cause I like yeah. the, I like, cause I'm always just like trying to make it better in one way or another, but that was just a risk that wasn't worth it for the pizza party <laughs> in, in retrospect, hindsight. So we, we haven't really said what we're going to talk about in this podcast. No, aside from, a, aside from what's been going on lately. Yeah. <laughs> but we kind of thought, okay, it's a new year. Maybe we could reflect on what happened. <coughs> excuse me in the last year a little bit yeah so we both kind of jotted down a couple of things something from like each month Mm -hmm. and do you want to just rifle them off or do you want to go month for month 
Yeah, let's let's go month for month. That that makes the most sense, I think. Okay. Yeah, so it, that we're both talking. I wonder if any of them will be the same or not. Yeah, I um I think it was around New Year's, and I was scrolling through. You, we talked about going through our photos, like you do. You yeah, get through it on did. the plane. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I started in January and was like. I picked one thing from each month yeah. going through the photos. Do you have any months where you're like, I didn't have a photo that month? Yeah, there were some that I was like, oh, I, I don't really have anything good. And I kind of cheated it a little bit. Like it might have been right on the cusp oh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. month or something. I, I didn't have any pictures in March, but I did. Mm. Re- Madison helped me remember something that we did in March. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. I know. I was like, what? I can't even remember what I did in a whole month. I know. Is that wild? It's like, Sometimes geez, I look I gotta, at I gotta start journaling or writing things down more. Do you guys have a shared calendar? A digital one? Yeah. We have an actual calendar that Mads writes things on. Oh, okay. She, she, that's kind of her source, of, source of truth. Gotcha. But yeah, we don't have a digital calendar that we share. Mm. Yeah, we use just Google Calendar, and it is amazing. Yeah. Because it that is Mackenzie's source of, source of truth, and um, I can go back years, which is cool. That is like, pretty cool. What did we do five years ago in 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 January? Oh yeah, we were at that uh, seminar in Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, that, that is fun. It, that's another fun way, along with the photos, because my photos go back to I think when we got married. I backed everything up mm. when we got married and took it off my phone, and now I don't have anything before that. Got it. I literally can't remember my life before Mackenzie. Yeah, it was a, it was an important. it's a new a new life all right i feel like we're gonna have the same one for january but i think we are too and that's great yeah so 2023 a year in review with joe and steve january what you got visiting the jacobs in dallas me too yep yeah i talked to alex today oh you did yeah nice how was that it was good is i've been meaning to call him he called me a while back and i didn't return his phone call. And we, I feel, we need to get him on this this show. That's what I told him. And I said, give us some uh, some times. Okay. Cool. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And, and his wife, Madison's thinking about doing a podcast. Oh, sweet. So something to talk about. But yeah, in January, we went to Dallas to see them. First time we've all visited uh-huh. there and seen their place. Actually, I, I'd done, Mads and I had once before, mm-hmm. but because we got, a flight canceled in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But so we saw him like for a couple hours, mm. but really we were asleep most of the time. Yeah. And we got to see Lee for the first time. Yeah. Their that was, son. That was awesome. Which is great. And yeah, I just thought that was an awesome time to get to spend with them. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was mine too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was great. It was cool to go see their place. And I mean, he's definitely one of our best friends. So, it's tough um, living away from each other in yeah. Dallas, and but it's it's exciting with just, I mean, you guys just having Bowen and us having a baby soon, and just yeah. new sex like stage of life coming up, and yeah, like eventually when you guys move to Michigan and when we move up north, like we'll all be in different places. So yeah, we'll I think it'll be fun when we're able to just like do a trip every year, every other year, or something all together, and yeah, to reconnect. It'll be a good time. Yeah. I know this year's going to be busy for them. but Yeah. Or all of us probably. I mean, you're going to have a little guy here. Yeah. We got the baby coming and then we got 
uh, Mackenzie's sister Megan's getting married in the fall, so that's going to be a lot. So, did you have a favorite part about that trip? Mm. I know what mine is, actually. I just thought of it. Well, meeting Lee was awesome. Yeah. That was so cool to to meet him. And then we we were back there in September for Elliot Gardner's wedding. And so we st- we stayed with them for like two nights. And so it was, it was fun again to like oh, yeah. see, see him like, you know, what is that? Six months later and he had like grown so, so much different. already. Yeah. I was on the phone with him today and he leaves in the background just chatting up a storm. Really? And he was pretty quiet when we saw him. Yeah. So I was like, man, he found his voice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, aside, obviously, the, I think the first thing was just getting to meet their son. Yeah. And see their world. Yeah. And then we got the Mads and I got to tell you mm. and Jacobs mm-hmm. that she was pregnant. Yeah. At dinner. Yeah. And so that was, that was obviously. That was cool. Cool to get to tell you guys that. Yeah. That was, that was really great. Yeah. Mads was like, I'm doing dry January. We're like, you're not doing dry January. <laughs> and the whole, the whole time she's like, yeah, I don't, just don't want to tell him. Yeah. It's like a little early. And then at the dinner she was like i'm gonna tell him i was like okay <laughs> just flip the switch <laughs> like, all right <laughs> yeah that, that was really cool that was a lot of fun that's a good trip so what do you got for uh february february i have two things february was kind of a up and down month for us um i don't remember what came first but february was when uh christian angel passed away oh yeah um so that was really hard yeah christian's um i mean Nobody's really, I don't think many people would know who he is, but he mm-hmm. was our neighbor. Like he lived two streets down and we just met him surfing. We surfed the same spot every day and we're like, hey, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Christian. Oh, I'm Joe. And then we like became buddies. You like the red surfboard in here is, it was his. My first surfboard you, I bought off of him. Yeah. Your first surfboard. You rode that board at Kelly Slater wave pool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, he was a, I mean, relatively big part of me learning how to surf because i saw him every time i went surfing yeah he just had that iconic every time you walked out and we're getting ready to go towards 34th street mm-hmm. you would see him take off a wave and he had the one arm up <laughs> every time and it'd be like christian's out there dude he would um he would text me voice text from his apple watch while he's in the water he'd be like dude get out here that's sick (laughs) yeah and i would run out and it'd be just the two of us and like we just we had so many like cool moments surfing there because we lived there by ourselves like yeah i remember a few times just like some crazy like suns like just red orange skies you know and Mm -hmm. we we would just we look at each other and be like dude what the heck is this like this is amazing yeah and so yeah, when he passed away, that was that was really tough. It was it was so odd because he's like a great friend. He's a great person. He was like so great to both me and to Mackenzie, mm. but like not like a close friend. Like we didn't really hang out with him all the time. You know, he's like a really good friend that you really only hang out with at school. Totally. Yeah. Like when you're growing up, you're like, dude, I love hanging out with that guy. But then for some reason, you just don't really. Maybe yeah. it's different stages of life or whatever. You just don't see each other outside of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was really hard um, going through that. But right around that time, I don't remember if it was before or after. But then we we found out that we were pregnant in February, so that was mm-hmm. really exciting. So we were like, okay, this is interesting. We've like we have a loss and we have a like a, a I don't know 
something new coming, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so those, that was my February. How about you? Yeah. In February, my brother and I, we went and visited my cousin, Max. Mm. He lives on a boat mm-hmm. in Long Beach Harbor. Mm. And we went and saw him and his boat for the first time. That's sick. A little sailboat. Did you stay with him? Like We night? didn't stay overnight. No, ah. no. That, I don't know if there would have been room for both of us. <laughs> One of us. Because there's kind of like two uh, bedrooms in the thing. Mm. But I'm sure we could have made it work. Uh, <laughs> probably sleeps more than two. But yeah, that was just really, it was, it was cool. Because <clears throat> just to see him living on a boat in Long Beach Harbor, you know, he was working for a youtube channel at the time like a pretty big one at least and i don't know the unique unique lifestyle yeah definitely and uh i'd love to have him come on the podcast too. yeah we got it we got a long list of people to get on the show so if you're you're listening you got there's a lot coming we uh he it's funny he doesn't have like a main sale for it uh-huh yeah it's like a couple grand to get one uh-huh. but he just hasn't bought one so he just has a motor I don't really know if he knows how to like full on sale yet either. <laughs> so he's probably like, well, is he still living there now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, so we went over to, uh, like this brewery on the boat, but we didn't sail it. <laughs> we just <laughs> drove it with the motor. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Wait, po- oh, did you go to Ballast Point? We went to Ballast Point. Cool. And at one point, <laughs> we even had the uh, rudder touch the sand. <laughs> I was like, we were like, whoa. Okay. That's awesome. Uh-oh. That's cool. <laughs> kind of ran her aground for a hot sec there. <laughs> Dude, that is so fun. No, It was like, okay, we're not really sailors here, but we're figuring things out. Yeah. So it was fun gotta learn somehow and it's it's fun that he's uh you know i'm just it's cool to hear the story stories that come from him living there mm. yeah that's fun so that's that february. february you want to go back back go in march sure uh so march we went skiing we went to uh uh breckenridge mm. and the family the, with uh my parents brother and sister their significant others aunt uncle and then my mom's sister yeah so it was a big group of us mm. I, i've grown up doing like kind of like ski trip with like my mom's side of the family mainly mm. my aunt Susie uh is a retired forest firefighter so she was always living out west somewhere and she'd be like come here come there you know whatever and uh yeah i grew up doing that we grew up going to montana actually mm which is amazing yeah and i need to go back there because it's been too long that would be a lot of fun to go to montana big sky montana yeah it is epic definitely my favorite place to go like ski or snowboard Mm. um but yeah we went to breckenridge and i love that too and uh mads was pregnant at the time so she was just kind of cross-country skiing and uh snowshoeing we one night we went and uh one of the like cross-country ski lodges that are there was having like live music and these guys apparently uh had been around for a long time and it was their last night playing because i think one of them was gonna like retire and go move to like arizona or something like that Mm. so you i saw all these people come out i'm like we've never seen this person before all these people came out and it's like this uh nordic ski hut kind of place log cabin that rents people skis and 
<laughs> they're like selling beer and wine <laughs> and uh yeah that was kind of fun to see and listening to some music but that's fun yeah it was that. a good trip love a little local local taste of a local life and a yeah. on a vacation trip we didn't have the the like greatest snow i'm we left the day that had the best snow unfortunately oh dang but it was still we thought kind of like getting skunked on a surf trip or something yeah it was a little bit that but i was just happy to be in the mountains and yeah getting to not work and just hang out yeah that's nice yeah that that's me march um our march was was a tough tough one the march was when we lost the baby 10 weeks so that was um it was quick you know we found out yeah. we were like it was a, a roller coaster for sure how how long do you feel like i'm sure it never goes away like the pain of losing it but mm-hmm. i wonder like how long is it pretty raw for um probably until probably a few weeks after we passed i, I don't know i want to say like <clears throat> probably like well into the second trimester of this pregnancy yeah that it did i i bet if we didn't get pregnant or if we were having a hard time getting pregnant be harder it would be way harder yeah but getting pregnant again and moving through pregnancy in a well like everything going well yeah. up until now um has definitely been healing um yeah because even the the first 10 to you know 16 weeks in this pregnancy were were pretty challenging because angus mckenzie just wasn't feeling well yeah yeah. um i mean she was better than a lot of stories i've heard of people like being in the hospital and stuff but definitely not herself you know yeah um so that you, you know you just you don't know it's the first time we've ever done this and we just you don't she's like okay i'm feeling nauseous today or i'm not or this feels weird today or this feels weird and like what does this mean i could lose the baby again or what does that mean oh yeah you're on pins and needles i'm sure yeah you're just every second you're like nervous you're gonna see signs like we did the first time um i can't imagine that yeah it was it was even today like we just we both have even through this pregnancy we have dreams of like Mm. it happening again and so yeah it was it definitely difficult not not the easiest thing so people that have and it, it totally you just you know when you are around people who have gone through something and you haven't gone through it and then you go through something like that and you're just your your eyes are open to that experience in, in a new way you yeah. know and it's um that definitely happened for us you know um i i, I think about how much it'll impact when you guys do have this baby god willing you know how much more appreciative i I imagine you would be and like how much more meaningful it might be yeah definitely i feel like um it'll be pretty special yeah i yeah well i'm i'm looking forward to it you know, basically yeah. transforming the because I like when we did lose the baby, like uh, a few of our friends who have also like had miscarriages, um, 
I don't know if all of them were at 10 weeks. Like we know some people who were even later than 10 weeks, but also I don't know if like the, the par- partner, like the husband was around when it happened. A lot of stories were like, Oh, I was at work and I just like bled a lot. And I, that just kind of was it. Mm. Um, where like I sat, like we were at home and like sat through it all with McKenzie and it was just, yeah, I saw it all. So you know? intense. And it was pretty, it was gnarly. It was like, I mean, it was, I'm, it, it was like giving birth, just not at the right time. Yeah. You know? So it was, it was just like, and kind of like without much guidance or uh, like reassurance or yeah. anything like that, like this is normal. This is not normal. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were on the phone with Kaiser a bunch and we're like, should we go to, come in should we not and getting different advice all the time we're like looking at uh, in google like what's what's good what's not and luckily we didn't leave and we stayed home and yeah and it's probably better it was so much better it would have been 10 times worse if we had gone to the hospital but everybody's different like we were fortunate that it worked out pretty safely and in the house yeah but it was gnarly you're giving me PTSD from the night that we realized Bo had COVID and like a mm. fever and like yeah calling people and what do you do? What, what do, do I do? do? And yeah, she got to like at a certain point you just kind of have to take all the information you can and trust your instinct. That's what sure. we did. Yeah, yeah, yep. Kind of read the situation and ask yourself. What should I do right now? Yeah. What is my body telling me? Yeah. So that was a lot of March. Yeah. April. April. Okay. You go April. April, I wrote, uh, played in that Narch tournament with Skittles. Um, oh, that was March. April. Oh, yeah. sorry. April. Yeah. I forgot about that I think that it was one. April. Um, yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of during the time of just, I mean, that was right, kind of right before we started the podcast, but a lot mm-hmm. of when I was really becoming aware and processing my hockey career and like the whole, you know, we talked about it in those two episodes. Um, so getting to just be able to play, I know it wasn't like a big tournament. It was just a one, like it was a lesser tournament than the main ones. And it was like kind of a, not, I don't, I don't know, but it just, it just felt good to play at the highest level and play with, good players and it it felt a little redeeming to feel like valued on on the team when you know we're just yeah all i can think about is like i didn't make it i didn't make it yeah yeah, yeah. you know that whole thing is like okay i i can play at this level and it was fun to experience that so there's a story that happened to a guy that's similar to this in some sense and it just it was cool to hear it because He's a he's a former first round draft pick. Uh, his name's Terry Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's on like if you listen to any Spit and Chicklet stuff or in that kind of world, as far as hockey goes, um, he's from Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that wrong. I'm sure. Newfoundland. <laughs> um, he's 47. <clears throat> he oh he's a he's one of the actors in Shorzy. Oh, okay. If I, have you seen clips or anything of that? I've watched a couple episodes. Yeah. He's Ted Hitchcock. Mm. And uh, if you can remember that guy. I don't remember. He talks like a new fee. Uh. But maybe you don't know what that is. <laughs> sounds like off the top of your head. 
Um, but yeah, he's 47 and he got a call from like the local team that had experienced an ECHL team. So professional mm-hmm. and, uh, they had a bunch of injuries and I think they had a, the flu come through and they asked him to play in a game. No way. So he found out the night, uh, like the night before, like late in the night that they needed a player. Whoa. And had he been skating, like playing beer league at least or something? Yeah, I think he, he plays a lot of ball hockey, it sounds like. I was just listening to this story today, so it's all really fresh, actually. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he keeps in shape. And uh, he's won a world championship in ball hockey. Oh, that's cool. It sounded like he has some regrets in his hockey career mm-hmm. and, like, got an injury and then kind of didn't come back. Yeah. Had some, I don't know, past history. with He got drafted by Montreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about how much of an impact it had. Like, he's like, this is, like, one of my favorite hockey moments, if not my favorite. That's cool. Because he had a 13-year-old daughter who hadn't seen him play. He had not played any professional hockey uh, many years before she was born. Mm. And uh, she got to see her dad play kind of a sport that's a huge part of his identity. Yeah. He got a couple, like... He started the game. People were, I guess, chanting his name, and he got uh, some regular shifts in the third period. They were losing, I guess, like pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Got in a fight. Some guy. No way. Uh, forty-seven years old. He fought. Again. Some guy gave him a fight. How old was the guy? Like in his twenties? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. But um, yeah, he was. Uh, and apparently, it was like an organic fight. It wasn't like. Uh, uh, ask a guy Set. off the face off. Uh, there was like a hit that happened, and he was like, he, did, he went you know, for it. Somewhat instinctual, I guess. That's cool. You always hear stories of goalies, emergency goalies stepping in, but not yeah. players. Some of my favorite hockey moments are not from like what you would expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, the young life, your young life camp. Yeah, I yeah. got to play ball hockey at young life camp. It was co ed. And I don't have a ton of game-winning goals in my career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I the the like year-long staff that stayed at the camp had some hockey players that had actually played hockey mm. places, mm. and I was the only one on our team that had. Mm. But we had like people that were like soccer players and all this kind of stuff, and did really well. And like I I scored the last goal to beat the team that hadn't been beaten like two two years or whatever. It's awesome. And the, <laughs> you know, the craziest thing was it was we couldn't yell or scream because all the campers were asleep. Yeah. You play this game after this really long day and every they're just like, all right, we're having a ball hockey tournament. It's like 11 p.m. But we're having a silent ball hockey tournament. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. So we're all losing it, but like silently. You can't be loud. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, it was, it was an awesome moment. Yeah, that's cool. But playing like... I too felt like playing professional roller hockey, even though it wasn't like one of the big uh, tournaments that you see in the summer, was yeah. validating in some sense. Yeah, I mean we we played in the final and we lost, and the guy that scored the game winning goal was playing on the Ducks. Yeah. So like you take it that way, it, and it's, he scored it, three goals in the last. Oh game. gosh, that was so upsetting. But but definitely like it's. Um, I know we're not playing with them regularly, and I don't expect to. That's that's okay. But at least to have that that one tournament was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, oh. I, I agree. Uh, April for you. Um, 
Okay, so I built this oval chair. I call it this oval, an oval chair. Oh, yeah. I built this chair. It's four ovals that you can kind of all, like you create slots for. So there's no hardware and you just slide them all together. It kind of looks like a Adirondack chair, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rocks. And I like doing woodworking projects and stuff like that. So I just had like so much fun doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy created plans for, for the project mm-hmm. and was selling them uh, through like social media. Oh, that's I cool. was like, this is such a great idea yeah. to have made these and sell them. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to build that chair. <laughs> so I built, you know, one just out of like plywood, basically. That's cool. I'll, bu- I'll build another too, but uh, probably not out of plywood. Maybe out of something nicer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Something lighter. That was pretty heavy. It's like an <laughs> inch thick plywood. Yeah. So I went a little thicker. But I like... I like furniture that looks dense and heavy. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That was my little one. Nice. Um, May, we went to Sedona. Yep. I wrote just just guys being gals trip. <laughs> guys being gals. <laughs> we were in Sedona. So us, or you and I, and Alex Jacobs. Who, who we mentioned in the we've January. Talk, we've talked about a lot today. Um, We were like, let's do a guys trip. We're looking at Scottsdale to go play golf, and we're like, "Oh, that seems like kind of too cliche. Let's do something else." And no, we did the girls' cliche instead. Yeah, we did the girls. <laughs> so we went to Sedona. Turns out There's... everybody there is doing girls' weekend or bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> Just three married dudes trying to have a guys' weekend in girls' land. <laughs> you know, it was so funny when we were. I think the first time we were eating at that restaurant, that kind of. It had a nice view of like uh-huh. kind of the rock formations that are popular in Sedona. Yeah. And nacho, there was nachos on the menu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody, I forget if it was you or Jacob said like, why do girls when they're together always get nachos? <laughs> and it's true. Every girl group that we saw bought nachos. Everybody had nachos. Everybody's like, yeah, let's get some nachos. I was like, <laughs> why are girls so crazy about nachos? Oh man, that was just hilarious i want to know if that like is is that test in whoever listens to this if if they ask other girls if what they think about nachos yeah that's that's an interesting question i don't know but we got the nachos and they were good they were great i mean we had a great (laughs) a great trip and and our guys being gals weekend golf pickleball little sports betting yeah oh yeah that was fun because we all were in arizona so we were able to bet and you and I don't bet. I don't bet ever. Well, I and it gamble. was it was NHL playoffs. And it was first playoffs, round. So it was perfect. We had so many games to NBA watch. NBA playoffs. Yeah, we had so many games to watch. So we just put, what, like 20 bucks in and all the free bets. And then we made like if you, 200 bucks. If you, I, I, This is not a plug for DraftKings or whatever, but <laughs> um, in a way it is. I think if you spend five bucks, they give you 150 bucks to get you started. Oh, true. Okay. So well, that's what we did, and we made. I made money off of it. Yeah, I made like two hundred bucks. I thought. Yeah, somewhere one hundred, uh, two hundred. I can't remember. I'm. It feels good to say two hundred, so I'm going with it. I like it. Well, mine was the same. So June, we're barely halfway through. Okay, we should speed up. We should June for us. We um, we did did a trip to Santa Cruz with uh, both my parents and Jake and Mackenzie's parents and Megan, and um. It was Mackenzie's birthday, 
and we all got an Airbnb together and it was a lot of fun. We just kind of wandered around the places, Santa Cruz that we like and got to, my parents haven't really been there. So, um, I mean, I don't know, I guess we're planning on, you know this, but we're planning on moving up there at some point. We don't really know exactly when, but we're saying like a year from now. Um, yeah. So it it was cool to just be there with both our families, and we we've been talking about moving up there for a long time, and we're just been a long process of this move because we just want to like be really certain about it, I guess. You just want to move up there so you can surf some rights, I think. And that too, yeah. <laughs> we we did get to surf. We surf steam. Jake and I surfed steamer lane, and it's a right point break. It's pretty awesome. Yep, that's really nice. Okay, June June for you. Um, we had a, our baby shower in June. Mm, oh yeah, which was like that a bunch of family that got to come together, f- friends. Mm-hmm. It was. It kind of felt like our friends got to, or our parents got to see our group of friends. Mm. So that was cool. Yeah, that's really nice. And uh, I think that was probably my favorite part about it, really. And just good company. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was that was mine for for June. I mean, Madison's birthday's in June as well. So that that's up there but she was back in oklahoma on her birthday for a baby shower back home so okay we didn't do too much that weekend of her birthday july um july was mine and mckenzie's five-year wedding anniversary um and we did like a kind of staycation oh yeah in laguna beach we Stayed at home, but we just planned days and like things to do in Laguna all day. We got a massage one day, we went out to dinner, um, and we like laid by the pool. One night we went to the pageant of the masters and went to dinner and um What pool? Well the the place where we got a massage it was called Casa Laguna. Oh, okay. It's like a little boutique hotel. Yeah. And we just called them and was like, Hey, we're getting a massage at four o'clock. Can we come and just hang out by the pool all day until we do and they're like yeah sure oh that's cool so we just showed up and got a place and we just like had some appetizers and like drinks and Mm -hmm. we we had we had a feeling we thought Mackenzie was pregnant Mm -hmm. we're like we're like she's probably pregnant but it's really so soon like weeks into it you know yeah and we're like let's let's not think about it so we can drink together for like one more last hurrah sort of thing for the, until the baby comes. Yeah. So we, we had a good time. That's fun. It was a good weekend. July. July for us, we went to, so like one of my favorite places in the world, I grew up going to this place called Higgins Lake in Michigan. Oh yeah. You've been there. Uh That's where I had my bachelor party. Um, my mom's side of the family all has a cottage together Mm -hmm. there. And we went there for a week, and we hadn't been there in a couple years, maybe maybe two, mm. which was it was always like my one of my favorite places to go in the summer, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. We got to see my cousin and his wife and four boys. Wow, uh, I hadn't seen him in ten years. It Whoa. turned out, I mean, he's medical school and then residency and they were living across the state or i mean sorry across the country so Dang. didn't get up there very often. Years, that's a long time. i know i know so it was cool to see all their boys and it's just nice you just hang out up there you don't do much walk up to the dairy queen after dinner huh. it's the number two public golf course in the state is like 15 minutes away in the middle of nowhere oh that's cool and so my dad and i it's called forest dunes mm-hmm. 
epic. Mm. And the uh, practice facility is so sick. Mm. And yeah, we uh, usually I end up reading a lot at, and playing cards. There's no TV up there. It's a hundred year old. It used to be uh, like a station for the Department of Natural Resources. Oh, wow. I mean, the cottage is freaking old. It's all knotty pine. It's like they're going to have to demo it soon, I think. Oh, really? Because the foundation is not good. Mm. And I can't imagine anything else is up to code in it. Yeah, I bet it's not. But the garage is, I don't know, built in the last 10 years, 15 years. Mm. And it's the garage is bigger than the cottage. Oh, okay. So... I mean, you can think back to it because yeah, you've been there. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and just like right, on, literally right on the lake. Yeah, the lake is you know not a beach lake really. It's like you have a dock and then, mm-hmm. but it's shallow for I don't know, hundred two hundred yards. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Remember, the boat yeah. died. Yes. Oh, and we had to swim like two hundred yards. That was right after I had to chug a Smirnoff ice. Oh, <laughs> I was like Adam dude, iced me. Wow, I was like. We were like, let's go, let's swim. And I was in good shape because I was like body surfing a lot. Swimming's hard. And I was like watching, making sure nobody was drowning while we were swimming. This so was far at my bachelor boat. party. Yeah. Oh, that was that. And then we got back on the boat and you just started like laughing. You were like, <laughs> that was awesome. And I was just like, okay, this is fine. We're all, it's okay. <laughs> well, we, my, my mom's family is really fun actually because my mom's side of the family. My grandmother is like one of seven mm-hmm. and all of her like sisters and they all have places on there. So all their kids and all my second cousins, they all like go there. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, there's got to be somebody that can help us out. <laughs> so I wasn't too worried. Yeah. I'm glad that we, we got a toe and that was, that was wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, your poor dad sitting on the boat, just trying to. He's like, what do I do? I'm glad he didn't jump in the water with us. We tra- lost the boat. Dude, we we drained the battery, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's why it ended up dying on us. Mm. But we drained the battery because we couldn't get the pontoon to start. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, before. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we were first getting it off the hoist uh, earlier on. Yeah. And we had tried starting it so many times that we drained it. Oh, my gosh. We probably flooded it is probably actually what happened. And... uh all we had to do was put this little thing on the safety to un- uh, disengage the safety. Mm. And we were so dumb because <laughs> we didn't realize it. Oh, that was really funny. It was so funny, though. Really we funny. had probably had too many beers to figure that out at that point. Yes, we did. For sure. But, yeah. August. August. Yeah. August. August. Uh, we went to this place north of Long Beach called Terranea. Oh yeah. For like our I guess we call Higgins Lake was really our like baby moon or what we thought of as taking some significant time off. Mm-hmm. But then we did like a little long weekend at this place called Terranea. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice hotel mm-hmm. way outside of our budget <laughs> and spent like two days there or whatever. Oh cool. And that was really fun. Um just awesome views. Hung out by the pool. I got to play, they have a par three golf course there. Mm. It's right by uh, Trump National Golf Course. Oh, yeah. It's not close, or not too far from there. Yeah. So I think that's Palos Verdes Mm -hmm. area. And uh, 
Yeah, I played nine holes on this part three golf course, and I played by myself, which was actually really nice because mm-hmm. such a well manicured course, mm-hmm. you just like feel at peace. I like playing golf alone sometimes. It, there's something peaceful about it. Yeah, the couple in front of me, I don't think had ever played golf before. Oh gosh, <laughs> it was so. I almost wanted someone there with me to witness what was happening because <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, part three, and they were. Some holes they were picking up their ball because they had hit the ball so many times, you know, like 12 shots. Yeah. And like they were doing so many funny things. Like, you know how in golf you can do a push cart uh-huh. and you push it because it's a push cart. Yeah. They were pulling it backwards. <laughs> oh, God. It was so funny. <laughs> I was, it, it was the perfect amount of like levity added to like, oh, well, and then when they were kind of gone, I could just like be at peace again. So I got these like spurts of comedic relief. So funny. <laughs> so good. That's great. That was a lot of fun. What was your August? Um, I had two things. Well, one, we went to Outside Lands. Um, and that was fun and interesting experience. Um, or fun and overwhelming because just a lot of people mm. and a lot of kids just partying. But I think, okay, side note on the Outside Lands potentially put it on your radar if you'd be interested in going this year august august put it on your radar because the bonnaroo and the coachella lineups came out and there are some good bands on there bands that i would be like uh no questions asked i want to see them so does that mean those same bands are going to be outside lands at least the last few years the same a lot of the same bands have that headline like a bonnaroo Uh have played bonnaroo Lollapalooza outside like all the Mm. major music festivals and even a lot of the supporting or supporting in quotes whatever but what makes you want to go to outside lands over like coachella well coachella actually i would the lineup looks sick and i would want to go but that's right when huck's about to be born Mm. so i can't do that one but august four months later mckenzie said i could go she said it already okay i don't know if i've Really? But but I don't have to do the whole three days. Like, I'd be cool with doing a day, like picking a day or two. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think based on going once and doing it the way we did it, I know I could do it more efficiently so that I could enjoy the entire thing. Nice. Yeah. So there's some good bands. Red Hot Chili Peppers at Bonnaroo, mm. Post Malone. <laughs> um, dude, Parcels is on there. Jungle's playing Coachella. Uh, Lon Paratrice is coming to Coachella. This band I like not called Neil Francis is playing both of those shows. Uh-huh. Um, who else? There were a few other. Crunbin. <laughs> Crunbin's on both of them. Oh, cool. If Crunbin's playing Outside Lands, that's like a must-see. Yeah. Hermanos Gutierrez is on Coachella. It's They're good lineups. And if Outside did Lands... You, did, you have a, did you have an influence in these lineups? I feel like these I are all wish, bands you like. I know. I, I honestly think that they did a much better job planning them this year to attract me (laughs) (laughs) they're like all right let's let's cater the millennials a little bit i honestly bonnaroo looks like it is very much catered to millennials it's like uh pretty lights is on there oh no fred again yeah a lot of like kind of pretty lights throwback um and even the schedule the way that they have it scheduled looks very uh catered to millennials wow i haven't heard the 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 band Pretty Lights and so on. I know. That's and, cool. And Red Hot Chili Peppers, Post Malone. It, it, 
yeah, it, it seems like it. And so if outside lands has some a similar lineup, I could be down. Um, the other thing was that made outside lands kind of difficult. Difficult, I don't know. But we found out we were pregnant again with the current oh, baby. Yeah. Our current baby. That so we, you couldn't booze it up like you wanted. No. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I really wanted to. No, but, I know. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but Mackenzie didn't feel well. She was oh, nauseous. She was nauseous. Yeah. yeah so it just that, wasn't. That crushes your energy. Yeah. It was hard. And it was just, we were like, it, we had fun. Like we made it fun. We had spurts of, you know, but like when we saw Kendrick Lamar, we were like in the crowd and we're like, oh, this is not where we want to be. This is a lot. Yeah. But the other two days we found the spaces, like the pockets where there's less people and you can still enjoy like the bigger bands or whatever. Like you can still be there, but you can find spaces that are not like chaos, you know? Got it. So, yeah. Um, All right. I'll, uh, I'll think about it. Think about it. I don't know if the lineup comes out until like April. So you got some time. I'm interested to see where, if Mackenzie still is cool with you going away for a whole week. I know. <laughs> at four months. Yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, she is, uh, Megan's bachelorette is going to be in August. So she's going to go to that. But she's going to take Huck and, mm. um, I guess I'm saying it on the podcast. So that's his name, Huck. We don't have another name. We've been calling him Huck. Cool. That's it. I like it. I did too. I'm pumped. But anyways, uh, Mackenzie's gonna take him and her mom's gonna go to Megan's Bachelorette too. So they'll they'll be okay. But she's gonna go do that in Tahoe. That'll be fun. So I'm about to go on a work trip. Yeah. But yeah, Mads' mom's gonna ended up is able to come and oh, hang she out. Is. But nice. I th- I mean, the hard part that she wouldn't be able to do very easily on her on her own is take care of Randall, the our dog, yeah, and Bo at the same time. Like mm. pushing a stroller and Walking and the dog Randall. is not easy. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, at least the way Randall, he's not <laughs> he's bad on over walks, but he'll bark at somebody mm. or, sorry, uh, other dogs or whatever. Yeah, and he's strong enough to pull Mads probably, huh? And it's hard to just steer a stroller with one one hand. Yeah. That's yeah, not easy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. So, well, that's on the radar at least. Okay. Um, okay, September. Let's keep let's keep moving. September is when Bo was born. Nice. So that's nice. A big one for obvious reasons. Yep. Big life change in September for you guys. September fifth, same birthday as Freddie Mercury. Oh. So he's gonna have some pipes on him. I bet. <laughs> How funny would that be if he did? <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> he has a little. A book that's about Freddie Mercury. Oh, nice. For like a, a story time. That's cool. So you can tell him about him and maybe he'll just have that voice. Oh, yeah. I already told I've already read it to him. I've been I've been reading uh, Adventures of Huck Finn in preparation for Huck to be born. What uh, was yours for September? September, we went to Yosemite with uh, Nick and Dana. Oh, nice. We camped on... Uh, Dana's family's property in Mariposa. And then we just, we had a just kind of random, we, we just like planned hikes when we got there. We drove a bunch, like drove all the way to the other side of the park and we did it like long. We, we like, it was kind of like similar to our drive back. They were like, we made some decisions. They were 
like it started raining and it was really cold and we're like should we do this and we pushed through and it ended up being awesome so it was like was this the best idea i don't know but it ended up working out yeah cool yeah that's I, yeah i've still never been to yosemite maz and i are still like we gotta uh, go yeah let's let's go maybe in the fall the fall is a great time to go. i want to go to zion too now that i've driven by it Dude. i was like whoa zion. zion it looks cool zion is cool zion would be a lot of fun to plan a trip maybe we could do this like a guy's trip and do backpack the narrows mm. i've been one my soul has craved a guy's backpacking trip for some time now maybe we could do that in the fall let's just add it all up stack it on even if it's not this year and it's not the following year like early or it's like spring the following year or something i'd do it well the narrows you can't you got to do it late summer fall oh okay. because uh that's the one that's in the canyon you know okay there's and water there's level flash floods yeah yeah cool october yeah so we went to i put dylan's playoff game oh so yeah. orange county soccer club yeah uh that was Bo's first sporting event mm. and he had those i don't know if you remember those little earmuffs yeah he didn't like them at all at first <laughs> eventually got used to them uh-huh. it's funny because i thought i was like dude you know it's like not a huge stadium or but it's a nice stadium but it's not huge you know it's not, it's not gonna enclosed like, yeah and yeah. i'm like this can't be that loud yeah. and then we got there i'm so glad mads brought them because i was just like <laughs> Okay, it's bumping in here. Yeah. And it was like sold out playoff crowd too. He so. was only like a month old. Yeah, he was not old. Yeah. <laughs> he was young. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun That's just to see them obviously play. Yeah. And then also have him be there for the first time. Mm, That's cool. I wrote um, the Incubus show. Oh, was that that month too? Yeah, that, that was October. That's a good one for me too. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. November uh for thanksgiving we went to oklahoma mm. and we got to see matt's side of the family we hadn't been there in a couple years uh-huh. so that was great just to hang out with her fam get to sh- show off our uh, new baby boy yeah and eat some good food watch some football yeah matt's mom is a great cook she's a great cook yeah she really is and she always has an itinerary of restaurants that we're going to Yes, she does. Yeah. Um, we had, well, we went to New York in November, and that was a lot of fun. We talked about that, and then we came back inspired for our friendsgiving, and we hosted the friendsgiving, and <coughs> that was a lot of fun for us. That's a that was a great highlight. That was so we were just like so pumped that we transformed our small living room into a massive table great. for everybody. It was great. Yeah, I I. The transformation was so great. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like we all could just... It was the kind of dinner where you sit. You know what was great about it is after you finish dinner, sometimes you are you just put stuff away mm-hmm. so that you can go sit on the couch. Yeah. But there really wasn't that option. Uh-uh. And so everybody just kind of sat around the table. And I love when people do that after dinner. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm not cleaning up. Yeah. That's what's great about having a dinner party... Well, well, we did the PowerPoint oh, yeah. presentations, which was great to keep people around and connected. I still remember my song, I think. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> um, I'll but have I, to sing it for you again once you have Huck. 
Yeah, you should. Because then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I know what you I mean. Get no. it. <laughs> um, part of like having a dinner party is just like have something that's going to continue conversation after dinner, like a PowerPoint thing or open, open <laughs> Always another. Always have to have a PowerPoint. After yeah. <laughs> or just open up another like bottle of wine or something and be like, Hey, do you want another glass? And be like, okay, I got to sit. It's like ah, having a beat, you yeah. know, I got to sit down and, or dessert with dessert. You, or at least moving from the table to the couch or like kind of shifting and be like, Oh, I feel re-energized in this space especially if you live in a small space like we do yeah to be able to with 15 people in a small party do you ever watch curb your enthusiasm yeah have you uh seen the one where it's about middling mm, i don't remember you i watched that, that in like high school okay so a long time ago yeah um he talks about how larry david talks about how you have to have somebody at a dinner party who's a good middle uh-huh. who's who sits in the middle of the table and can kind of facilitate conversation uh, and tie both ends of the table in yeah, together. Gotcha. Like that. And I don't know, it's just a really funny episode. <laughs> and that little bit's funny. Larry David is just a mess. And I do I mean I think what made me think some think about it is like having a dinner can be a little bit of an art form and you're already talking about like strategies to make yeah. people stay in their seat and yeah. not clean up totally and oh yeah like we like yeah we are it's something that we've recognized i think after new york i mean we've it like clicked in both our brains we we're like we like to host things and we want to how do we create a space where you feel like you just want or like like how do you create a thin space where you're just like i'm there nothing else matters i'm like down to just chill and how do you like in your own home how do you facilitate that and so it's just something we've been like thinking about and working on we've been enjoying are there any things that you're like i i I dislike when this happens like what are the in your mind no-nos of having a dinner party Mm. if there are any because there's a lot of ways to be creative probably yeah for sure there's so many uh especially because it just depends on what your space is like yeah um i I think probably a no-no would be not being willing to like lead it lead the party Mm -hmm. in ways like if you're going to host the party you're kind of expected to lead it in some sort of way Mm -hmm. so if that means powerpoint get your powerpoint together yeah well all of a sudden we start putting doing the powerpoints i was like i kind of have to MC this you know like <laughs> like I, sure i could just like let it go and whatever yeah. but i also we had just seen wolfpack so i'm inspired by you know jack stratton who MCs. he's like part of wolfpack but he kind of MCs the oh, show okay. so i'm like fresh he's in my mind i'm like i'm gonna be jack stratton of our powerpoint party That's funny. <laughs> um but i think n- not maybe the real thing that i'm getting at processing here out loud is just your as the host i feel like your presence needs to be like like i've been trying like like our pizza party i was like trying to figure out how do i get prepared i'm gonna cook for you guys that's the party right i'm gonna make three pizzas for you guys so there is a part of me cooking while everybody's there and that's fine but how do i set up beforehand so everything's in place and ready to go so i can just do it without thinking 
Because a lot of times people will come over and I'm like trying to put things together and I'm stressed. Mm. And you're walking into my stress kitchen. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't... So my posture has to be open, excited, yeah. like friendly, like come on in, like be a part of... Like, so that's why was I was there, like, I was like, you guys should do the drinks. Like I knew you could pick up the drink and you would... And so you come in and you start making your drink in the kitchen uh, Dylan and Nina are making the salad. So everybody's collaborating on the dinner together. Mm-hmm. So you all have a piece to play in it. Um, so it's not just like you don't feel bad because I made the whole thing. Yeah, like you sure. contributed in some way. Um, which, because, because you're just project managing us. I'm probably, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the piece, I mean, you've gone, you've seen basically every phase of my pizza parties. Sure. From like everybody makes their own pizza to now yeah. I'm now I am making all the pizza for you is where it's at today. Yeah. And it can go back and forth, but I'm just experimenting with what, what works best and I'm having fun with it. Yeah. I guess it, it'll go quicker if you do it. Uh huh. It'll be a little bit more interactive uh-huh. if you include other people in like making it. Yeah. Um, Which I think both I, can be really fun. Yeah. I think. I I'm working on getting back to having people making pizza if they want to. the the pro the biggest problem was everybody's pizza just ended up tasting the same. Yeah, that's yeah, that is true. So maybe I have like a couple of recipes, and you're like, okay, you're gonna help me do this because yeah. really the big thing is just making the dough or like stretching the dough out. That's what people want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So if I just have people do that, this last last weekend the dough just wasn't strong enough. It wasn't up to up the par it tasted fine yeah yeah nobody would have known but yeah we could do a podcast on uh hosting hosting dinner parties parties in general strategy. yeah that'd be a fun one mm-hmm. to think about to check kind of like maybe we could have somebody who is a really good host mm-hmm. as a guest yeah maybe someone older and wiser yeah totally that'd be a fun one that would be fun okay december almost there okay you go december because mine will transition into uh our final story cool uh december is just kind of a mix of nesting you know we because november we were just traveling a lot and we didn't even go up north for christmas we just stayed here the whole month and um we got a new couch in i mean november but and then we did redid the lighting we're redoing the nursery um new rugs and stuff so we're just like I mean, I think I already said it tonight, but just excited to be chilling at home. We redid like, you know, we're like, what do people, what do we want people to think about us when they come into our home? You know, we, so we just like, we put books all everywhere. We got, I did notice the books and I'm you, like, I, I love when people display books for whatever reason. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I feel like that speaks a lot without having to say anything, you know? Well, it's certainly talking points to like, oh, what are they reading? Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah, I've read that one. Mm-hmm. And and then those are things I like talking about. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, yeah, I love talking about. What do you think about this book? You yeah, know, like, yeah, that can be a conversation that lasts a long time. And even just a coffee table book, when you're sitting there, you can just thumb through it and be like, "Oh, this this is important enough to them to have out for me to see right now." So that it's fascinating. I uh, I like going to bookstores mm-hmm. and especially like old bookstores that have like thrifted books or whatever uh-huh. and trying to find old coffee table books because mm. there's some good finds in there. Yeah, I bet. 
one of my probably the one i've done the most recent and it's back in michigan at my parents was like uh it was a book called ski the rockies uh-huh. a big book with lots mainly pictures mm. of people skiing in like the 70s and like oh, fluorescent cool. suits and different rocky mountain yeah ski resorts oh that's cool i was like this is i mean it was like five bucks yeah sometimes those coffee table books are expensive yeah like nice ones now yeah the thrift store is perfect i would love to have like i would love to collect vinyl records i'm just so i feel behind but i just play music on spotify i just i can't get over that hump you know i'm not if i was a musician i would do it yeah but because i don't play an instrument it just feels a little distant I mean, I, I love music. I listen to music 24-7. I, when I wake up, I walk in the living room, I turn music on. Yeah. Like, we always have music on in our I don't house. listen to music that much. I think my Spotify wrapped was like 88,000 minutes or something. It was like, everybody else's I saw, I crushed them. Oh, yeah. Because I just always have music on. I, I don't. But I like music, and I listen to a lot of music, and yeah. But, yeah, I like, in the morning, for whatever reason... I like podcasts and like oh really just waking up I want to w- listen to somebody talk mm. more than music for some reason mm. I don't know why yeah but like, like working to the world working like if I put on something that's like just like a lo-fi beat uh-huh. kind of thing I'll like be able to tap in a little bit more yeah I think I mean I've been diagnosed with ADHD but I don't know what i feel about adhd yeah but that does help me focus for sure just something in the background a little bit yeah i agree me too so yeah uh december kind of already talked about it but i got to go back home to michigan with mads Bo, our dog Mm -hmm. randall randall and i drove and my brother-in-law adam my sister's husband he came out and drove back with me Right before the drive, Bo got COVID. Oh, um, Mads got COVID from Thanksgiving from traveling. Uh-huh. Then Bo gets it, p- panic, and <laughs> we have basically one night where we didn't sleep at all. Yeah, and uh, went to the ER. He did great, and he healed really quickly from it. Babies, I guess are pretty resilient in terms of healing from COVID. Yeah, that's good. Which was good news. Yeah. But he had a temperature and we were paranoid about that. And he was like right at the three, four month mark. Or mm-hmm. sorry, right around the three month mark. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were just like, we got to have him come in. Precautionary kind of thing. Yeah. So then a couple of days later, uh, we found out he had COVID and Adam was like on the plane to come here. Mm. And so I was like, Oh no, I don't know if Adam's going to want to drive, you know, after Mads and Bo have had COVID and he, he ended up being down to drive and (laughs) I felt fine the first day. And then the second day, I my nose was running so much oh. and my energy just plummeted and I was trying to 
I thought maybe it was just like I was hoping I should say it was just like sinus stuff because I ha- I've had a history of sinus stuff. But geez, it was I was blowing my nose every minute for every hour of the drive. Oh, that was so brutal. So many Kleenexes. And the whole time I'm just thinking like, gosh, I'm going to get Adam sick. And he's trying to stay healthy right at the time to like, he didn't know where he was going to go for soccer yet. So mm-hmm. he was like, uh, you know, what if somebody has me come and try out or I don't know. But I got home, tested positive for COVID. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was like we got home on a Thursday, I think, Thursday evening, and I had a inter- a big presentation interview on Monday. Oh. So I was like, oh, now I have to work work on this. Yeah. And it was a 50-minute presentation for oh, the job I have gosh. now over a new – I had to learn their product and then teach it to them. And I was just like, all right. The good news is, is no one can bother me, and Bo is not – here where i'm expected to help yeah and yeah you've got help with Bo. like you can focus on it he wasn't even there oh he wasn't there not even there mads uh, was not even there it was uh, the best because i could sleep at night and mm. like so there is some silver linings yeah that's good but the drive was cool we drove through we got to drive through colorado mm. and it was sunny bluebird we <laughs> we drove right next right along right by vale uh-huh. and jumped out at Vale in the park and let Randall rip around, and he loves the snow. Oh, that's cool. He was running up banks like he was in a half pipe. Oh, my gosh. He loved it. So that was a cool stop. Must be nice to have good weather. On it your was. Drive. It was quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and we went through, like, the treacherous part. Yeah. Went through the Rocky Mountains. Man, if we would have gone that way <laughs> on the way back, we would have been toast. It would have been maybe just as bad. I don't know. Yeah. Or at least parts of it. It didn't even, like, Apple Maps didn't even map us yeah. through that way. It it forced us south. Yeah, no way. Yeah, so. If you've made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> you have unlocked the next part, the final part of the yeah. podcast. Yeah, so you want to start? Um. So I knew that Steve was driving to michigan with adam and i was like you know what what if i fly out there and drive back with them that would be a lot of fun cool little road trip yeah i was i was stoked when you called me on the drive i was like okay cool because i had planned i was like i'll just do it on my own yeah on the way back man if you would have gone by yourself through those storms you would have been well i wouldn't have gone as as i wouldn't have driven as much as we did each day no, but would you like, I guess when, or maybe you would have left earlier because you, you kind of waited a week for me to get there, right? I We didn't wait a week. No, but uh, we weren't like in a rush one way or the other. And you know, you don't know the storm's coming. Yeah. But when it, when it, when we realized it was coming, I probably would have left Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, cause we knew, cause it, Sunday morning I called you. When I was still in California, yeah, I was like, what do you think? Like, there's a big storm supposed to come through. It's supposed to affect like 20 states in the Midwest. It was huge. Yeah. I watched it on the radar after it 
like we got through it (laughs) and it was massive literally right where we needed to drive through yeah 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 and so we were like should we do this what what if we get stuck because i had to make it back for work stuff yeah you had had a deadline for thursday Uh a hard deadline you needed to be back thursday yeah is that right yeah and your flight was supposed to get in sunday at midnight Mm -hmm. yeah into grand rapids into grand rapids yeah but you called me and you were like hey uh well for a little while there i was like i don't even know if joe should come yeah i was on i was i woke up and i was like should i like i would i was like i would feel so bad if i bailed right now this would be so terrible but i was i was just like i don't know i don't like if we got stuck i would i would because I, re- I had to be at those meetings yeah well and i didn't want you to get stuck at some airport with canceled flights and stuff oh that was on the way rough. yeah because i didn't know what the weather was like trying to get yeah to to grand rapids yeah well the weather was hitting monday so so we ended up i had a layover in chicago to get to grand rapids it was like three hours and you like you had a great idea of like oh i'll just pick you up in chicago yeah well it saved us a lot of time because i think i picked you up at 6 p.m instead of us leaving at potentially like midnight yeah from gr yeah it saved us a ton of time so we were able to get dinner and portillos portillos (laughs) and then we just started driving from chicago to south and so it's like 13 hours 12 13 hours to oklahoma city Uh and now it's kind of like all right let's get to oklahoma city yeah well we we ended up because we drove we had planned on getting like oklahoma city was gonna be our first stop on monday and we were probably gonna stay there yeah stay the night watch the because it was michigan washington played that night so we were probably gonna watch the watch the game stay the night and chill Mm -hmm. but then we left we ended up instead of getting there monday night we got there monday morning at like 6 a.m yeah and it's pouring rain well it had been pouring rain yeah you (laughs) you got kind of shafted in the first part of the drive (laughs) because whenever it was your turn the weather turned on (laughs) so bad so steve drove from from grand rapids to chicago three hours and then from chicago to about what like halfway through missouri like you drove past st louis yeah i don't know somewhere you drove until like two or three in the morning yeah from from grand rapids and then we switched and then i drove yeah, because I drove like three or four hours to Oklahoma. Yeah, and so then, so then I drove from like probably two or three a.m. to Oklahoma City. We got there like six or seven a.m. Yeah, and between Tulsa and Oklahoma City, it started raining, and we saw the storm coming. We were watching the radar. We were watching all the weather apps and stuff, and we knew it was coming. And but we haven't lived there for a long time. Like a lot of rain isn't a scary thing to drive through especially in oklahoma the roads are made to handle a lot of rain um yeah and i think sometimes it can be pretty spotty in certain like it could be raining really hard here and then clear up over here yeah i don't know storms move through oklahoma pretty fast because of tornado alley and all that yeah i think the the major concern driving through oklahoma was just keeping distance away from other people because you don't know what other people like we saw a couple wrecks on the highway as we were driving through and um i the only thing i think about when driving through the rain like that is don't get caught up in somebody else's bad mistake is like just stay focused and yeah 
drive through, especially because there were times it was hard to see the. Uh, yeah, you just have to go slower. Yeah, you just have to go. It's just going to be slower going. And yeah. Thankfully, it was warm enough where there was no ice. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. that was, it I think, think, both of us like. Okay, if it's cold, it's going to be really tough. Yes, it would. If it was too cold in Oklahoma and it was raining, that would have been really tricky. And it eventually got too cold. Yeah, the next week, huh? Well, later in our drive. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we got to OKC. We switched. We got breakfast, and then you drove a really nice, it's sunny, <laughs> warm Another stretch. Another cruiser for me <laughs> <laughs> from Oklahoma City to Amarillo it was uh, like a four hours. Oh, so we yeah. got we got to OKC. Thirteen hour drive there from GR. Yeah. So what we realized when we got to OKC, we we're like, oh, it's only seven hours from Oklahoma City to Albuquerque. Yeah. And then and we're like at six a.m. We could easily crush that during the day. The sun comes up, and you're like. I got more energy. So much energy. The sun makes such a difference when yeah, it rises. For sure. And then we were like, let's get to Amarillo at least. Uh huh. And then assess. Well, and we're, well, we're kind of thinking because Albuquerque is only, you know, 11 or 12 hours from there to get back home. So we're yeah. like, we could just crush it and make it home on Tuesday. We're like, if we could do that, that'd be great. We'd get to, Maps had us getting to Albuquerque by like one o'clock, so we're like, yeah, it was like, okay, you're gonna have half a day. In yeah, Albuquerque. we could take a nap, we could take Randall for a walk, and then we could watch <laughs> the game. It was, it was a great idea. Yeah. So we get to Amarillo, <laughs> and it's cold. Like when we were at that gas gas station, I saw, like, I just felt some foreshadowing. Like there was a guy putting on display like the brushes for snow to get them off your car. Like he pulled it out of the back and put it right in the front. When I'm walking out, I'm like, there is a very cold wind coming through. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, some, something's coming. There's some weather coming. <laughs> There's, I told you the story of my worst drive I've ever had. Yeah. And part of it was through New Mexico. Oh. And very similar weather. Yeah. That we eventually got into. Yeah. Fortunately, ours is not as bad as your worst story. No. Um, But scary. Pretty scary. Yeah. So we, (laughs) so we switched again and now I'm, I'm driving and I'm like, it's going to snow. I get the rain and I get the snow. (laughs) (laughs) And you're in my car. Like you're not in your, your normal vehicle. True. Yeah. Um, which was good that we were in your car. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, so we're between Amarillo and Albuquerque. We we see that on like because we got radar up that you can see that there's weather up ahead and that it's snow. Well, well, hold on. We don't even need radar because when I mapped <laughs> it from Amarillo to Albuquerque, mm-hmm. there was a point in the drive where it said there was two warnings, and one was like uh like major winter weather advisory (laughs) and then other was like blizzard storm warning like there were two warnings that are like oh shit let's hope it's not that bad yeah we're like it can't be that bad do you remember that sign i pointed at it was like it was old ham that was the name yeah town in the middle of nowhere Uh that was where the winter advisory was yeah It, it was like uh winter weather advisory beginning in old ham mm. and i was and then we saw it i saw it and i was like <laughs> and it had just turned on like oh no <laughs> we were like all of a sudden in the shit oh gosh and i was like fucking old ham <laughs> yeah it, um well when you look on the radar the the clouds like didn't like the coloring didn't look like it was that bad so that's why we kind of yeah. thought we were in the clear 
and the, the it was like 30 percent chance of snow and like it was like 30 to 50 and percent chance and we we're just like we don't know what that means it i feels think like we had nothing. gotten through the rain too and felt like oh, okay it's, yeah it sucked for a bit but we got through it i thought it was just one storm and clearly there was something else it was an aftershock storm so yeah we're cruising along you're cruising along we're not going very fast like 50 i was gonna say 40 to 50 yeah some wind gusts mm. that weren't very friendly uh-uh. like i remember one under the bridge yeah that kind of like momentary white out kind of feel yeah that was freaky and i was like oh that's <laughs> not that's not nice no. that's not good because it's sudden too yeah and it wasn't really snowing it was just like the wind it was so windy New mexico it man. was just blowing snow New mexico all over gets that crap yeah the wind in new mexico can be wild it, yeah it was it was for sure and yeah so we're going along and i can't remember the name of the town now to come something oh to come curry or something like that to, that was it yeah, yeah. to come curry or yeah. something like that yeah highway shut down well we saw it we saw Crash. that our, our time Some... our time had like doubled and we looked at it, and it showed us yeah. going on a detour, and we're like, "Oh, that's fine." This is it honestly didn't look like that crazy of a detour. No, and this on is, the map. This is honestly something interesting to like. If you don't know where you are and you're in a blizzard, like, don't trust Apple Maps to take you on a a, a detour. Like, you you should like we should do some sure more you, research and make sure. Well, I don't think we filled up gas before we went on our detour. No, we, we just ate. We ate because we were really hungry, and we we're like, "All right." Par- I had already booked the hotel room before we hit chaos. Yeah, and so we we're like, "Let's get to Albuquerque." Yeah, and we stopped eight. I don't know what time it was. Three thirty, four. No, it was it was it was earlier. Two thirty. Yeah, like around two, probably. Like, it wasn't that long though until <laughs> the sun was going to start setting. Yeah, because when we got to the climax of our adventure. We had two hours of sunlight left. I okay. remember. I remember counting it out. So I think you you started driving after we got McDonald's and we're like, all right, we're gonna go this detour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if we, I remember all the so the yeah. highway we're taking go. We're going east to west. That's the way the forty goes. Okay. And our detour now we went twenty miles south on a county road. And we also had seen, there were other cars going this route. So we didn't yeah. feel too sketchy doing it. Certainly other people doing it. Uh-huh. Teslas were doing it. Teslas. There were plows out there. Yeah. So it didn't feel like a that bad of a decision. But boonies. Boonies. And, but we also knew like the highway was closed and we didn't know when it would open. So if we would have just stopped. To come Curry was a small place. Yeah. There were like two hotels, but we could have been stuck there for two days potentially. Or maybe not that long, but who knows? Who knows how long, how big the storm is, and how long the road would have been closed. So we go south twenty miles, and then it's open, and you see like plateaus around you because it's New Mexico, um, which is cool in it, some ways. It was cool. It looked yeah. cool. It looked cool. Yeah, but we didn't really see that at first because it was sn- still snowing pretty good. Yeah, true. But so then we all we I know we noticed we're gradually going up and we go 20 miles south and we make a turn 
to the <laughs> west and we're kind of climbing and then we go maybe like another 10 miles west i think or 10 or 20 miles west okay but then remember we took the turn back north to yeah. reconnect with the the highway and we're like we can't be that far away yeah and it said like 60 miles oh my gosh and we're like what how are we, we thought the detour away? was much shorter than it was oh it was like an hour detour it's just hard going on a county road with inclement weather you know the wind's blowing so there's like s- snow that's coming onto the road mm-hmm. almost like a snow drift kind of vibe yeah so yeah we were you're, you're driving in the middle of the road yeah as much as you can yeah and there were times we had to pass other cars and squeeze into the snowbank, and that was a weird feeling. You're just like gripping and slowing down. Yeah. And like, thankfully, we had all wheel drive. Yeah. Yes. Thankfully, we we're in your Forerunner with all wheel drive. And so we. And other people are hauling. I'll say that. There were people going fast because we, yes. a lot of people lost us. Oh, yeah. Teslas we, were cruising. Yep. And I mean, I remember seeing like one of those Yukon just hauling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we got past sometimes that, even in the snow, like craziness. Yeah. And, and we weren't like going that slow. No, we weren't. We were going like a pretty reasonable speed. There was several other people maintaining pace with us. Yeah. So we go at least 60 miles. We probably made like what, 50 miles heading back towards the highway. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to talk about the time, the first part where you had to... Yeah. Yeah. So we all of a sudden, well, we we're like, I just had this feeling. I'm like, we're, we went up. We have to go back down. <laughs> I didn't really feel us going up as much as you did, I don't think. I Well, pr- maybe just because I was like, dri- like you were driving. driving and yeah. I saw it all. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, we got to go back down at some point. How are we going to get back down? I hope it's just a nice, easy down slope, but... All of a sudden, we stop and we're at basically like a switchback, and it is yeah all white. They're yeah. mostly white. There are some like spots for some grip around the guardrails. Around the guardrails, yeah. yeah. And it's what we're probably like what a, a thousand feet in the air, I don't a know. thousand feet high elevation, yeah. maybe less. It's not that high enough to have a switchback. Enough to have a switchback. We're not, it's not like mountains in California, like going to Big Bear or Mammoth or something. Like it, it's not that treacherous, but it kind of looks like Zion at some points. Yeah, yeah, pretty mellow, but definitely like so a left turn into a full right turn and then down probably 500 feet and then around and then around to the left again. So that's the whole section or like two sections together so you're doing like two turns mm-hmm. down down escalating speed into a turn into a turn around a corner that you don't see what's next yeah well no you could see you saw what's next after that corner because it was in front of you but it was like down low yeah, yeah. so you don't know like immediately right around uh-uh. but you know it's eventually filtering out it, yeah still further down yeah so the two cars in front of us were going really slow, Crawling. which was nice because there's like trucks, no pressure. Well, we hadn't seen it truck yet. No, no, no. Regular trucks. Oh, regular trucks that don't have four wheel drive. Yeah, that are like spin zone central. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I mean, these guys are going so slow. I was about to pass them on the hill because I was like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Like I, we've got this down. But then I'm like. That's not worth it. If they slide out and we're now in front of them going slow, like 
It's I'm a, gonna I'm yeah. gonna stay behind them and let them. I'm just I'm in let no them hurry. test the waters. Yeah, yeah. Because there wasn't cars in front of them that we could see. No. So that whole section was fine. We we got around and then we. Well, what about the guy who was like in the PT Cruiser that just like ripped by everybody? Oh, that was like a Subaru. Yeah, I yeah, don't know what it was. He just he was going like 50 miles an hour through the whole. He must have lived there or something. Dude, he took the inside lane on that tight turn at he the beginning. He did. He. He cruised by us. That was that was impressive. Emasculating. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I was like, I don't care. I'm not crashing this car right now. No, no. <laughs> I, I thought you made all the same decisions I would make. <laughs> so we get back to like regular county roads. And it was ironic because we start talking. We're like, gosh, I am so glad there are no semi trucks on this county road. <laughs> we're like, how would they even get out here? Maybe... <laughs> Maybe on their GPS, it tells them not to take these roads or they're not allowed to or something. Well, and we had seen so many parked in that little Tecumseh Curry city that we had yeah. first gotten off the highway on. Yeah. So we're like, they're, they're in for the night. And sure enough, a few minutes later, we see a semi truck out in front of us, which I have no idea how it got there because when we, when we started the whole thing, we could see the whole line of cars in front of us there must have been some other route there must have been because there were we got stuck behind two slow cars and we never passed them and it created a huge a bunch of distance all those other cars that were ahead of us we didn't see them make these sections no so i don't know where the we don't know where the semi truck came from any of the semi trucks yeah all of a sudden there was a semi truck and then a truck behind that with a trailer yeah it was trailing not a car but like just like an empty trailer yeah and we so we get to the next section well we noticed after we made it down that we're now surrounded by plateaus (laughs) (laughs) we're in a valley we're in like a valley and we're like we have to come up we're our maps is saying that we're like 10 miles or less we were to the highway highway. we were so close so we're like we're almost done we have like one more section we have to come we just got to get up and then we're probably home free get out of the the boonies yeah so we we get to the next section and it is we're at the top of a hill and you have to go down and then you go up and as you're going up, you turn left. And you go really up. And you go really up and really left. The same big hill we came down, we were going back up. Yeah. Slightly. It, it looked, honestly, it looked steeper to me. I think I think it was. Because it was a lot shorter, for sure, of a hill. Yeah. Um. So we got to the top of the first hill. And I see the semi-truck like crawling on, on the, the turn. And I'm like... I think I should wait. Something in me was like, I should just wait. Yeah, as I soon should as you hesitated, go. I was like, yeah, yep, yep. Let's, yeah. Let's chill. Yeah, so we just stopped at the top of the first hill because we're like, if we go down and we get stuck in between the two hills, like that. We weren't, we weren't really even on a hill. Like we were just like, we were enough distance away from the hill to go up where uh-huh. we could, if we needed to, we could generate some speed uh-huh. to yeah. make it up that hill. Yes, yeah. So it would it would have not helped us to go down and to wait at the bottom of the hill, right? Like if we if we waited right where the hill started to go up, mm-hmm. there's no momentum that we generate in terms of getting up the hill. No, and it was like all white on the on that hill. Yep, it was snow. <clears throat> it was all snow. So sure enough, the semi truck 
stops in the middle of the turn uh, and just is stuck. Well, you, you it stops and then you see it slide a little bit. So you we knew it was stuck. And you couldn't see where exactly it was in the road. Uh-uh. Like, is there space to the right or to left go. of it? Yeah. And well, and then you just don't know if we go for it. If that thing, if they're trying to gun it and it slides even more and slides right back into us, we got nowhere to go. Well, and then Mr. Black Truck, Mr. Black Truck with his trailer said, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes up. And then he starts going back down backwards and then kind of jackknife. So now he's diagonal stuck. In the middle of the hill. In the middle of the first kind of... The Up, uphill. Uphill, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like uphill, slight left turn, further uphill. Yeah. So we're we're watching this happen, sitting there, and we're like... No way. We could, there's probably, what, 10 feet between the hill and the black truck? Well, I think my first reaction was, how is this happening right now (laughs) when we're so close? We were so close. And we had never seen these cars the whole time. And we're on half a tank of gas. And at this point, it's like 4 p.m. I remember it being like, okay, sunlight is something to think about. Yeah. And we are in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. like really nowhere. Yeah. And going back sounded like such a journey yeah. to get back to that Tecum Curry city. Yeah. And we, we would have gone back and had to try to stay at that hotel because the road yeah. was closed all night, I think. Yeah. So, or I don't know how long, but we yeah, didn't know if it would be open. I just, well, and we didn't want to drive at night again after having just driven 24 hours or whatever. Like, no. that was not an option. No. So you made a good call and you ran up there. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I got to go see what this looks like. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah. What, what happened when you ran up there? So there, there was nobody in front of us before the hill when I ran up. Uh huh. So it was just, just us. A bunch of free, a bunch of road, and uh, then hill, and then black truck, jackknife, diagonal. Uh, he comes out. He's a character already. Immediately, he's got some weird bandana situation going on. <laughs> I don't even know what it was, but he's cursing up a storm right away. And I'm, and he's he's upset at the truck driver in front of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. You're kind of in a weird spot too, and you're a trailer like. <laughs> What are you trailering right now? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like anything. Like poor choice on the trailer today, <laughs> uh, but who knows? And so then I run up to the semi truck, and it is in the middle of the road. Not to the left of it. It is the road is slanting off into the ditch uh-huh. like they're on the edge of like sliding into the ditch which oh by the way is also like sheer rock face yeah so you're just sliding into a cliff basically well at least it wasn't like a cliff like down yeah hanging off like it was just all earth it was all earth but like their whole truck could have slammed into just rock essentially yeah and then they had the the wheel like the front of the truck the wheel was turned to the right so it was like you guys are taking up so as much space as they could. Yeah. And it, you, you know when you look at something and you're like, okay, if you make an effort to move one way or the other, mm-hmm. you're going to start sliding. Yeah. And you're going to slide towards 
the cliff, mm-hmm. the rock face or whatever. So they roll down the window and, and they get up there and it's two guys that look of Middle Eastern descent and they ask, and they're young, they're like, okay, you guys are younger than me probably. Mm. How are you guys driving a semi-truck in this? At The age thing immediately hit me. Like that was my first judgment was you're way too young to be driving a mm. semi-truck. Why are there two of you? And then they asked if I had if I had any chains for them <laughs> for their tires. Oh my god! And I was like, "What? You guys are a semi truck? Yeah, like you're, you got to be prepared in this. You're supposed to be the most like professional out here there is." Oh, and I was like, as soon as they asked that, I was like, "You guys realize how tricky of a situation you're in right now?" Mm. And they didn't say much mm. to that, and I was like. I good luck. Like I would, I, I didn't even say anything really more. Yeah. Cause I was just like, we're running out. of. It's just like a waste of time. Yeah. You got out of there pretty quick. And then I'm running down and the truck behind uh, the black truck. That's jackknife. He, he, he's motherfucking them. Yeah. And which I'm glad I didn't do it, but I'm glad somebody did it. Cause <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah. And we were so close to getting back to the highway. Ugh. I I knew if we tried to get around both of them, we were gonna have to push through some part of it that wasn't road underneath. Mm. Like we were gonna hit snowdrift, mm. and I was like, and we're essentially gonna have to go past that jackknife truck on the left, and then come up and pass the semi truck on the right. Yeah, and do a ditch run through that too. It, it would have been really tricky, and it would have been so risky where we were and like. We have, we don't have a like we have half a tank of gas and we yeah. don't have a ton of sunlight and like, I was walking down and it was slippery like I fell at one point just yeah. like walking normally yeah that the other guy fell and he slipped and fell hard really <laughs> I was like serves you right <laughs> you kind of deserve that too <laughs> and then I was I eventually got to be the messenger. Because uh, so many people showed up all of a sudden, and so many people passed you, Ugh. and they made what I would call a mistake of like driving right up to the base of the hill. Mm-hmm. And well, it, yeah, I mean, if you you when you got to us, you should have seen there was a truck stuck. Yeah, oh, you could see it. If you get to the Two bottom trucks. of the hill, semi truck and normal size truck. Well, yeah, then you got if the truck slides down and hits the normal size truck, you are right in the impact zone. At least they if they would have slid down to hit us, they would have had to go up another hill. So at least that would have hopefully stopped some of their momentum. The first car I came across on the walk down was two girls and they rolled down their window and they're like I was like, "Yeah, he's they're stuck pretty bad. Like it's going to be hard to get around them." I was like, do you guys have four wheel drive? And they're, or I said, do you guys have all wheel drive? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, geez, how'd you get here? Uh, In my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I how said, did they get down the first section? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. That's pretty, it's going to be pretty risky, is what I just said. Yeah. And, and I, then the next car was, two Spanish speaking guys and then a woman in the back seat who was like translating. Mm. And I was like, it's sketchy. It is I would I don't know if we're I don't think we're gonna do that, try that. Yeah. They later on attempted it. Oh, in the red truck? Yeah. Yeah, and then they so they went for it. They rev their like 
hit the gas when they were close to the black truck in the middle. And they started like at the base of the hill. Like they didn't give themselves any run up. Uh Uh-uh. And they spun out and I saw them slide like into... Like, you know, like when two cars are sliding, they, really they, they kind of just connect and they, blocked they it. really blocked it. They made like a wall with the black truck. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else behind them, I was just kind of like, because everybody rolled down their window and I was <laughs> like, they're screwed. Yeah. They're, they need chains. They need, they need rescue help. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody to tell them or help them through this. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out. I'm like, what are we going to do? We got two hours of sunlight. I do not want to sleep in our car Yeah, right here. That would have been a bad idea. I don't know how long this will take. Uh, yeah, half a tank of gas. I like. I thought I was going to poop my pants. For real. <laughs> I, and then all of a sudden, I look at my phone, and my phone is blowing up for oh, work. Oh, yeah, you had like work going on. People are calling me and texting me and asking for stuff, and I'm just like, I ha- I have this like, yeah, you had to disengage. Do I, I, I like, it's my job, but this feels like a, a pretty serious situation. <laughs> like, I yeah. text everybody back. I was like, give me like two hours. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. And and you had already driven for a while through the through the shit, yeah. basically, to get there. Yeah. So, fortunately, we, we kept doing, looking through maps, and we found there was a town south of us, like a 45-minute drive south of us. And and there was gas station, so and a hotel, so at least we could get there, get gas, and if it was sketchy to make it up to Albuquerque, we could stay in the hotel. Worst case, it originally seemed like it was further than what it ended up being, though, right? Yeah, well, it was the most in. Well, first of all, well, we switched, we switched, and you drove, and all of a sudden, there's a ton of cars and a ton of semi trucks coming. I don't know how many semi trucks. Got there. Well, and then one semi-truck guy got out of his semi-truck and was like, I've been doing this route all day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, go You've been doing it. this all day? <laughs> all I said was, go teach them how to do it. Yeah, for real. Because they're screwed. Well, we just, we we didn't know what was going to happen. Like, we made some good decisions here because we didn't know when it would get cleaned up, how it would get clean, get cleaned up. Hours. If we were going to get the later. pass. Yeah. yeah. When we were leaving, we did see like some road side bringing chains, bringing chains, some trucks like coming to help. So how are they going to get those chains up there with it already blocked by the red truck and black truck now? No idea. And then I don't know how they like, do the chains just dig in so well that they just have immediate grip getting out of the, they were like perched on like slide zone. I hope so. Yeah, I, I wish we could find out what happened. I would have loved to see what happened. I oh. wish there was like a surf line cam right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So you uh, you start driving. It, the first section that we went down, you just handled it like a champ. Oh, I was it. so nervous. Oh. Because now when the part that you went down, I had to go back up. Yeah. And there were cars coming down. And a semi truck. Yeah. That had two two units attached to it so it was like a double yeah. length semi yeah. truck well we waited for that thing to come down all the way down before we went yes yeah but there were gonna be there was a small truck not a semi truck uh-huh. regular truck that i was gonna have to pass yeah and then i think like dude the, the other car behind it was like a old like 
It's like, like an Oldsmobile. Yeah. Like an old school car. It was like a little Buick. It was like an old guy. And he just stopped. I felt so bad. That car was built way too long ago to drive through this kind of snow. No, I don't know what that guy was doing. Well, and the whole time I'm thinking y'all are all driving to somewhere where you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. And the semi-trucks are not going to be able to turn around. All of them stuck. Normal cars can turn around. Yeah. But semi-trucks are are there. As, as much as we know, there was no other route to get out of this that valley place that no. we were yeah so we there were no other roads no all like private roads to probably houses or something yeah so all these people we're passing are going to get stuck likely all the trucks at least so i remember getting up that hill and just being like a huge relief i yeah. think and yeah. then feeling like all right it's going to take us a while to get out of here but we're not in that scary zone anymore yeah well it was no more double black diamonds <laughs> seriously <laughs> and but what's just ridiculous is we get off the road we had that was our detour road and we get onto a gravel road oh yeah that was just 30 miles of straight straight no snow just gravel like dirt dirt like the best thing we could ever hoped for just traction on traction for 30 miles straight yeah it was nice I, we got to go a little bit faster and mm -hmm. felt like that little shortcut you found saved us a bunch of time too. oh yeah and well and then when we got to that town that was like what like 45 minutes south of us yeah further south there was no snow at all nothing nothing crazy it was like and it was like the most beautiful sunset and it was just like why didn't like don't trust Apple Maps if or any maps like if you're in a pinch in the in the snow because I don't know like I don't know if Maps is to blame on that one. I like Apple Maps, but no, um, I I love Apple Maps. I'm an Apple Maps guy, but you just don't know what you're coming you're running into. You don't know. It's just really hard to show like a live weather update for sure. You know. Well, when I mapped it like the next day, uh. It did not take you that way. Right. It took you a different way. The Because we did a detour south of the highway, and now the next day it was saying go north, yeah. the northern route. Yeah. Which who I hope people aren't still stuck on the southern route at that time. That been a while there. Yeah, hopefully not. So anyways, we made it all the way south to Newtown, took a pretty well-maintained road to Albuquerque and – that was a push. That was a tough time. Well, when we got to this, do you remember the name of that random town? Uh, I think it was like Fort Sumner. Was it Fort Sumner? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something You're like right. that. You're it was right. where the Billy the Kid Museum was. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of a trip because we've been driving for so long at this point. Yeah. And I remember it's we had like two and a half hours to get to Albuquerque, and I was like, we have to get there before and we hadn't been back on that highway that was shut down so we didn't know what the conditions of that were going to be yeah and i was like ah oh, this better be two hours and not four hours <laughs> just driving at night seemed like a bad option for us yeah. having been awake for so long yeah and once we got out of there i remember i walked the dog we walked the dog 
because Randall's been a champ through all of this, <laughs> just, just sleeping. Chilling. Yeah, he got out when I, when I got out with and you got out and like switched driving in the middle of the valley mayhem. Yeah, took a piss and like <laughs> he was stoked for the snow, but yeah, I just remember being like, "All right, you're almost there." Mm-hmm. I I felt tired and burnt out at that point. Yeah, for sure. But the roads were clean after that. Gosh, man, like how how did that one stretch just get so wrecked and the roads were like perfectly clean after that? New Mexico has done me dirty. Yeah. Now twice, pretty bad. Yeah. And when we were descending into Albuquerque because you descend, it's like going down a freaking hill for 15 miles yeah. into Albuquerque from that uh, direction. It had started to snow a little bit mm-hmm. and I was like, my PTSD, PTSD was just kicking in. Yeah. And I was like, it was windy too. It was windy. I was like, not again. Please yeah. no. Yeah. I know. That was, that was uh, scary because we're so close again. We're <laughs> like right there, like a few minutes away. How did you feel when we finally got to the hotel? Uh, I, I felt pretty good. I was excited to eat the Domino's that we ordered. Yeah. We ordered pizza. And Joe I knew, pizza. I knew we were hoping to watch the, Michigan Washington game and I knew we were not going to be able to watch the whole thing. <laughs> no. There's no way. I I felt like I was about to hallucinate <laughs> on a on like a legitimate level I like know. There was one part near Albuquerque where I was like going up a hill and it was kind of dark and it just felt like it's like is that shadow? Is that a car? Is that I was like that's not a good question to be asking yourself. <laughs> well, especially when the road changes and it's dark, yeah. it's it's tough. It's tough to see. I was like, we have to get off the road. Yeah. Well, we made it, and we made um, even though we pushed through that section, we made some good decisions and we drove well. So yeah, I don't think we'll ever do that again. It's a good story. I think. Take your time. Yeah. It was nice to get home in two days. Yeah, I mean, there were some benefits to it. Yeah. You ended up getting sick. I did. And I bet you that had a lot to do with it. 100%. But (laughs) also because, well, Wednesday, I like went to my normal meeting on Wednesday and then I got home and I was like, I can't work. I just have to sleep. I just laid down and just chilled. Yeah. I was like, I cannot. I I was so shot. I. But then I had like. Thursday I had meetings all day in the office yeah. and then Friday I played golf with oh, yeah. clients. So I Saturday morning Friday I was feeling it and then Saturday morning I woke up and I was like, I am sick. It's time to do nothing. I'm surprised I didn't get sick. I think my body's just been so used to running on fumes with the, an infant that mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, this is just normal. I know, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't get sick also. <laughs> I uh grateful i didn't have to work right when i got back so that that helped yeah that's nice but yeah it was it was fun if you listen to all of this <laughs> well congrats i don't know congrats thank you or i'm surprised if you've gotten this far i i know my mom's probably gotten this far <laughs> <laughs> Hello. She she wanted to hear the whole story. She's like, you did what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, coming up next on our next couple episodes, I don't think next week, maybe the following week or maybe next I weekend. I hope next week. Yeah, maybe but... next weekend. Um, we're going to talk about something we've been wanting to talk about for a while. 
uh, energy management. Yeah. And just this is something health things near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And something I feel like I've learned from being a physical therapist or learned about. Uh-huh. Uh, and through my own experimentation. Yeah. And it was kind of born out of a, a conversation that you and I were having in the car. Yeah, for driving. sure. Yeah. And after that conversation, we were just talking about health and getting checked up and um, you were like, you should try out a whoop, whoop strap and whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and so I've been doing the whoop strap for like a week now and I'm like, whoa, this is like super interesting to see this data. And so it, I mean, it tracks like how you are recovering and stuff. So the energy management just, I'm, I am like paying attention to it right now for myself. And, yeah. um, it becomes so, more important as you get older and have more responsibility, I think. So then you start caring about it more probably naturally. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's just, it, it's wild that Whoop, in in one week, Whoop has told me, Oh yeah, okay. you're recovered and you're going to have energy today. And I, it's true. Like I, there was one day last week and it was like, you're going to have energy today. And I like, after work, after dinner, I like cleaned the house. I was like doing all, all these chores and it was like, I go, go, go. Today I had like a, today I was like 91% recovered because oh. I, I didn't go to the gym yesterday. Okay. And I was, I went to the gym today and I was snatching, like we did snatches. Ew, and it felt good. More than ever before. Yeah. And, and, and it felt good. I had good form and I was like, wow, this is real. This That's is cool. This is real. Yeah. It's it's kind of wild that it's so hard to replicate on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think it's probably impossible to have seven days of like perfect recovery or like let's say ninety percent recovered. Yeah, like it just be tough. Well, it's telling me I got to sleep nine hours. I just I one I can't sleep nine yeah. hours or two I I don't have nine hours to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, you cl- you quickly realize okay. I can't maintain the sleep recommendation mm-hmm. that they offer. And wow, that's a lot more sleep than I thought I needed in some instances. Yeah. Part part of it is just, you know, people that do a lot need a lot of recovery. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to talk about next time. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to it. This will be uh, definitely a fun one for me. Hopefully for you too. Yeah, I think so. Now that it's something I'm trying to pay attention to, you know. Yeah, I think it's cool that you have the whoops trap. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you learn from it. It's it's been wild already just a weekend. So yeah. um I'm trying to decide if I should because uh, 'cause I'm doing like a month free trial. Right. I'm deciding if I should do six months or a year. I think I should do a year, especially with the baby coming, because that's gonna throw everything off for yeah. six months. I would really only have, you know, three or four months of actual data dude how cool would it be too to then talk about it a year from now after this podcast yeah totally well i'm just like do i really want to wear this thing for a whole year that's yeah that's the that's i get that that is my only drawback for doing it for a year that's it. i i wore one for a year and then i was like yeah I'm, I, I feel like i've learned a lot and i'm gonna i didn't have anything that was really gonna change in my life after that for a while so. yeah that's i'm kind of looking at it similar yeah. Cool. All Ad- right. Adios, muchachos. Adios.